Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Welcome to Minisode 26 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart, I make and write disgusting stuff and help other people make weird stuff too. How you doing man? Uh, You're uh, struggling a little bit aren't you today? Yeah, yeah, I've got a bit of a kind of throat infection thing on the go. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty painful but... I'm here, and we'll we'll get through that. Seven for your art. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so apart from uh, being swimming with disease, what you been watching? <laughs> uh, okay, well, I started watching. I'm probably about. I think I'm about seven or eight episodes into the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. I, I am really looking forward to uh, getting into this because the promo stuff for this looked great. I thought. How yeah. have you been finding it? Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Couple of things irritating me. There's a lot of kind of camera decisions that I've found quite irritating, but that's, okay. that's for a technical thing, perspective, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a lot of cool kind of references in there as well. Kind of spotted references to The Exorcist and Suspiria and A Nightmare on Elm Street in there. Pretty blatant ones. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm liking it so far. Kiernan Shipka is, um, I think she's really great as Sabrina and Lucy Davis and Miranda Otto as the aunties, Hilda and Zelda respectively. Really great as well. Sweet. Um, okay. Ross Lynch uh, character Harvey seems a bit underwritten, but I guess for once it's not the guy um, who's kind of the lead character with underwritten female characters. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool though. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, I checked out uh, The Night Comes For Us. Oh, <laughs> now, uh, this is another one that I've been meaning to get to. So yeah. the new one from uh, Timo Shishanto. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, man. It's crazy. Yeah? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, What's actually about? <laughs> it's uh, it's about this um, this uh, guy, Ito. He's a, a kind of gangland triad enforcer who's okay. been away out of the game for a while. Right. And he's kind of forced back into the game and, and, and amidst all this kind of infighting and hoo-ha between all the kind of factions of the triad. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's... Fuck me, man. <laughs> it is probably the most violent film I've seen in a long, long, long time. I was going to say, I'm assuming um, this literally pulls no punches. Oh my god, no. Like, uh, if you thought The Raid was violent, this, this <laughs> is ten times more violent than The Raid. If you want to just see a series of people being stabbed, slashed, gouged, bludgeoned, then look no further than this, because this will absolutely satisfy every bloodthirsty desire you could possibly have weirdly when you're saying that it's like ah, oh, sounds like good sunday evening viewing might head home and just watch it tonight you should it is, <laughs> it's really good but it is fucking violent <laughs> i gotta say um netflix in terms of like halloween stuff and stuff that's been coming on in october absolutely bossing it because like stuff that looks really good coming on at a rate that is like way faster than i can keep up with <laughs> yeah 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 it's been a pretty a pretty full-on and pretty impressive uh, halloween season on netflix for, oh yeah for their, their kind of output in regards to season appropriate things yeah what i would say is well first off do you have any more outside of celluloid scream stuff that i was going to touch on uh no but what i did want to say just before you got any touching on celluloid scream stuff is that if anyone missed summer of 84 
Oh. Uh, that is now available on Shudder, as is Witch in the Window. Summer 84 is brilliant. I I am really looking forward to revisiting that. Well, you can get it on Shudder. All right. <laughs> um, a quick word on Netflix stuff. Like we say, there's been a lot of really good stuff on there this month. Uh, one thing which I would not count amongst them uh, is uh, Malevolent. <laughs> Uh, I, okay, go I, on. I, I watched, what, what I, is that? I watched Malevolent this week. Um, I think a lot of that was filmed in Glasgow. All right, okay. Yeah, I uh, I did not like Malevolent uh, much at all. Explain yourself. So what you've got with Malevolent, you've got these two siblings. Right. Jackson and Angela. And they're kind of like scammy ghostbusters. Okay. You know, okay, they, okay, they, okay. They, they go to places and kind of that have got or purport to have some sort of supernatural presence, and they purport to get rid of it. Right, okay. Um, But then uh, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's fake until it's not. <laughs> and they go to this one that's like in a mansion, and Celia Emery's in it. Right, And okay. uh, basically, uh, it it's one of those kind of like, oh, plagued by increasingly terrifying visions kind of things. Basically, in terms of setup, there's nothing going on here that wasn't explored in a more interesting way in The Last Exorcism. Right. In terms of, you know, obviously that had a guy who was kind of an imposter exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, those kind of elements, I would say, yeah, I kept, it kind of made me want to watch The Last Exorcism. You know <laughs> um, Performance-wise, there's not a hell of a lot wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And technically, not a lot wrong with it, but I just, I found it to be very drab and very unscary. Right, okay. So I did, I, in fairness, I did struggle with it a fair bit, to be honest. I did start it. What is you? Yeah, I got maybe five minutes in. And I, I was like, nah. It's um, it's not. It's I. I was not a fan particularly. I am open to being disagreed with about this, but sure. yeah, not for me particularly. That was about it in terms of stuff I watched at home, apart from shortwave stuff. Um, but yeah, we obviously since the last time people heard from us properly, we have been at satellite screens. We have. We've been and we've, we've recorded episodes from there. We've done a live one. Yeah. Yeah, which went out on Friday, and if you haven't heard that, it's available now. Massive yeah. thanks to the guys at Celluloid Screams for putting us on to Andre Gower for taking the time to come on and be the guest and talk Starship Troopers with us and of course to Arrow Video for giving us a bag full of swag to give away yeah uh-huh. uh, great people all around yes, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah, lot, a, yeah. a lot of people were involved in that coming together and going well yeah. so thank you to all of them A plus heroes yeah. absolutely yeah but yeah, we've talked a lot about Sliding Screams. What we haven't talked about much is the films. Um, of course. Yeah. So we did kind of want to just dig into that just briefly because a lot of really good stuff on mm-hmm. lineup. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things I wasn't so hot on, but that's bound to be the case with these oh, things. I think that's the case on any Absolutely. Experience. Yeah. You get stuff that is for you and stuff that isn't for you. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, I, and that's exactly right. I think that the stuff that I didn't like, it wasn't because they were bad. Yeah. You know, as well. Um, yeah, a lot of things in there that like kind of caught my eye. Like I thought Knife Plus Heart was really cool. Yeah. The Wellington Paranormal. It was superb. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I loved and it. I've, I've already said this, I think, on social media, but I've never had an experience in a cinema like Wellington Paranormal. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, it's amazing. And keep your eyes peeled for it because... It will be seeing the light of day in the yeah, UK. and it will be huge, I think. Uh, I hope so, certainly. And the two stars, of course, uh, they were around yeah, for the entire Mike weekend. Yeah, Mike Minogue and Carmen yeah, yeah, Um, and so sound. Yeah, like, really such nice cool. people. Yeah, really cool people. Um, in terms of the films that, like, outside of the ones that I've already talked about, like, I mean, Tigers Are Not Afraid, we've spoken about a decent amount. That film's phenomenal. Yeah, finally got to see it. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah really, really loved it. It picked up the Best Film Award. It did. Uh, the Audience, the audience Award, Award. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I loved it as much as... Uh, I kind of expected to. <laughs> also, I um, want to talk a little bit about the return of Gwilliam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gwilliam's tips are turning tricks into treats. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, the short, the uh, follow-up to Gwilliam. Uh, Very jizzy. 
Yes, so is it. Just as it's inappropriate. Would, yeah, as you would come to expect from Gulliam. Uh, yeah, absolutely hilarious. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know, like there's just there's just kind of no limit to what you can do with that. Um, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. With um, that repulsive little puppet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They should, again, like um, really high standard of short for the most part in there as well. But I want to talk just briefly about a couple of things. One, um, Assassination Nation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked. Right, that's that was kind of high on your uh, expectation list. As yes, well. yeah, yeah, it was, um, and yeah, it didn't disappoint for me. I thought it was really good, really smart kind of social media emphasis on kind of like data leaks and things like that, kind of running parallel to obviously it being set in Salem. Yeah, mm-hmm. with witch trials and things like that. I thought that all of the satire and that was like really slightly executed. Right, cool. not for everyone, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I didn't see it. It's good. It's yeah. good, and it's it's getting a proper. It's it's getting a wide cinema release in November. Definitely worth the time. Also want to mention quickly calm oh yeah uh, yeah i did see calm did you like it yeah i, did, I think i did yeah, yeah I, I thought i thought it was really interesting it's um it was, it was a daniel goldhaber's film yeah and it's it's kind of like I, I i don't like saying tech horror because i think that people kind of still associate that with being like you know that time in the noughties when there were loads of really shitty internet-based horror films yeah i think that people still think that and calm's really smart and it's not that at all so i'm kind of hesitant to use that label but mm-hmm. It's basically it's about like a webcam performer that finds her channel like her channel has been uh, hijacked by like a doppelganger. Yeah, a kangaroo. Yeah, a kangaroo. Yeah. yeah, and um, I I think that just it was really smart, really well done. Uh, I hadn't uh, hadn't seen that done in that way before. I, I, as much as I liked it, I did feel like I was left with quite a few questions. Uh, yeah, that could have maybe done with a bit more massaging to resolve them. I'm quite looking forward to. I'm quite looking forward to going back to this. Yeah, well, it's coming to Netflix. It's Netflix has picked yeah, that up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, a Blumhouse yeah. production, but it's coming to Netflix. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking in with that one again because that was definitely one that uh, that caught my eye quite a bit. Um, on the subject of things that were on my most anticipated list, uh, Nightmare Cinema was on there, and uh, that was. I found that to be incredibly hard work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Me I, too. In fact, that's the only one actually. That's the only one that I out and out really hated of the whole weekend yes i think that like there were other ones that i was that i was a little bit cold on but nightmare cinema actually kind of made me angry um (laughs) uh the other the only other thing i thought it actually started quite well and then it it kind of tapered off i remember thinking quite dramatically you know because it's five people it's an anthology um it's five people kind of confronting their fears in a Mm -hmm. cinema where the projectionist is played by mickey rourke um (laughs) loosely yeah um but I think yeah, I think that the first seg- first segment was probably the strongest. But I remember at the start of the fourth segment, I was kind of thinking this is pushing its luck a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Plus, the- that was about half one in the morning by that point. You know what? There is also that to it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was the only one that, like I say, I found to be like um, a real battle. But the only other one that I really want to talk about that I thought was superb that was kind of a surprise. People have been raving about it off the back of uh, Fright Fest. Right. But a uh, life changer. Oh yeah, yeah, Justin McConnell's film. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really interesting stuff. I think uh, again, for people that aren't familiar, the notion is that it's kind of this person who has to, at kind of regular intervals, kill someone and assume their form to yeah. stay alive, and uh, that's kind of woven in with really interesting character stuff. Um, people, people were talking about it that like as being kind of slow, and I didn't find it to be at all. Maybe I think it's because there's such a variety of people, and kind of like the tone of the film shifts quite a bit when they shift bodies yeah and things like that but it's really well made really well liked really smart idea um but in general another really good lineup justin's a lovely guy as well oh yeah <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a good guy there's a game on 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was Say Hello to Dreams and another great year overall and some really good stuff and I just wanted to touch on some of those. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> only only one other thing that I've watched this week but it's under a certain title now. I know you've got a throat infection. Yeah. Do you still want to do it? Uh, I'll do it. I could maybe do a lounge version. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mitch watches Southwaves 100. Oh, that was lovely. Right, yeah, I, I did. I did fit one in. Okay, what was it? Um, so I, I went back to, uh, I went back to Bava. All right, okay. Um, obviously, I've already seen Black Sunday. Mm-hmm. As part of this, I revisited Black Sabbath. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, which I've spoken about doing, and I finally got around to it. I, uh, I really like that film. It's probably it was one of the first kind of uh, films from that era that I, that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I like it quite a lot. I'm quite, I'm quite a big fan of it. I think that all the segments are really strong. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the telephone being my favourite. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, like again, not too much to say about this one that hasn't already been said, but I would say that I like it more than Black Sunday. Right. I think. Wow. I disagree with that. Um, I'm, a, I'm big, a fan of both. Though. I'm a big Baba guy. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I kind of... I, there's a lot of these things that I'm kind of making mental notes that I need to solicit recommendations later yeah well if but, anyone out there has got any anything that Mitch should definitely be watching that he isn't then by all means shoot them his way and by that i mean like you know i mean if you think that there's something i should be watching odds are statistically yeah. that i haven't seen it so um, if you think uh oh, no nah, i'm not going to suggest that because he's probably seen it he hasn't oh assume never underestimate the scale of my ignorance i can almost guarantee whatever you think he's seen he hasn't so <laughs> suggest it suggest it and don't be afraid to do that <laughs> Um, moving swiftly on then. <laughs> yes, indeed. What have they been saying? It's feedback, and um, a decent amount this week because obviously we had um, uh, we kind of went a little bit thinner on the feedback last week. We did, yeah. There's quite a lot going on, of course. But uh, yeah, quite a bit of stuff coming in. Uh, I want to talk first about the uh, live show well, on Facebook. Uh, um, if you've heard the Armageddon episode on the live show, this will make sense. But uh, Jenny McCarthy getting in touch on Facebook and just writing A++ clamp action. Yeah, yeah. As you know, Mitch gets a little bit aroused by mechanisms, gears, cogs, clamps, uh, you name it. Can we please uh, not use the word aroused? <laughs> if it clunks and clicks and locks into place, well, then uh, yeah, you've got this man's attention. Oh, that's yeah. For sure. <laughs> I honestly, man, my favourite piece of filmmaking of all time is the breakfast making machine from Wallace and Gromit. So many mechanisms. Moving swiftly on. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah, I've got uh, about the live show as well. Johnny Organ getting in touch on Instagram saying, Fantastic episode again, lads. The crowd were awesome for you. Andre was very funny too. A great listen. Thanks very much, man. Ah, very nice, very nice. Um, Sandy Goddard getting in touch on Twitter uh, when we dropped the episode on Friday. I said, um, uh, even though I was there, one cannot break with Friday tradition. It's even better second time round. And she was giving it a second go. Excellent. Which um, I obviously very much appreciate. On a similar note, Darren Gaskell, uh, when we dropped it, he uh, retweeted it with a comment. I was, at, I was at the live recording of this week's Strong Violent PC and I was laughing most of the way through it. As usual, it's funny, informative, and it's something you should listen to right now. Would you like to know more? <laughs> Thanks very much, Darren. And yes, Darren was there and it was great to kind of catch up with some of these guys that we don't see that often, but we hear from every week. Yeah, that was um, cool so yeah it's good to get together with these people these guys again and uh, just catch up and say that well crucially say thanks yeah definitely uh, yeah. yeah sticking with the live show james at j underscore mclaughlin 83 got in touch to say verhoven is one of the greatest living directors dude does not fuck around fair assessment i, I would, would agree with that yep yeah, his career is pretty much based on 
and not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah. For better or worse, um, I'm looking at you, showgirls. But uh, <laughs> for better or worse, he does not give a fuck. Uh, our man Dennis Extraathit and getting in touch as well. Um, he got in touch a couple of, with a couple of things around the time of the live show, but did say one of my favourite things in life is listening to how hard Andy makes stuff laughs with a kind of evil pleasure as Mitch plays Mitch's pitches. That's my favourite thing. That's what gets me through the weeks. Um, you certainly, uh, you certainly were having a bit of a, a bit of an episode during Mitch's pitches at the live show. Oh my god, that's my favourite. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, not about the live show. Um, going back to uh, Halloween, touching on Halloween in general. John Dickinson at Marvel Guy got in touch to say, "Do yourself a favour and check out episode twenty-five of Strong Violent PC to listen to the nicest guy in independent horror at Mercer Shark talk ardently about Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers." Yeah, he is. He is one of the nicest guys in independent cinema, and he did talk uh, very, uh, very verbosely about the yeah. Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. Preston De Francis. Oh yeah. I got in touch about the episode as well, just to say, great episode all. At Mercer Sharp knows his Halloween movies, and I was especially impressed with his skill as a mimic. Hilarious and spot on Paul Rudd and Donald Pleasance impressions. There was quite a lot of impersonating going on in that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a human minor bird. <laughs> Uh, what is touch on something very quickly was while we're having um, previous guests from the show getting in touch. Right. Um, just a, um, just a, a general kind of ripple of enthusiasm about Wellington Paranormal from uh, Natasha Kermani on Instagram. <laughs> uh, she seems like she's looking forward to this one. She's yeah, just gotten, yeah. Um, she's got a touch going, oh yeah. Yep, that'll do. Yep. <laughs> now moving on to some Mitch's pitchy stuff. Okay. We had Mark Logan get in touch off the back of the one, the Evil Speak one. Uh, Ghost in the Machine. Ghost in the Machine, sorry, yep, saying Evil Speak. Not a fan. Always seemed a very bitty film that couldn't decide what it was doing. Fairly iconic artwork, though. Surely Mitch will know this. <laughs> Come on, Mike. No. No, he didn't. Mike, I can like, guarantee you he did not. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that surely Mitch will have seen this is an absurd sentence. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, um, staying with Mitch's pitches, actually, um, our pals at the London Horror Society got in touch on Twitter, catching up with some strong, violent PC today. All we know is that Mick Bain needs his own slot or show. Hashtag fistful of molars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my, my dad uh, scoring some more uh, some more fans with his Mitch's pitches. But I mean, it's not just Mick. Let's not forget Sheila. Sheila, of course. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget Sheila's uh, valuable input. Yeah. Ardent contributor also. Yeah. Mrs. Um, Clarkson, it's a boy. Yeah. My yeah. personal favourite still. <laughs> um, I really want to take a minute to talk about this because this is great and this is exactly the kind of thing that um, I love getting. We had um, we got a tweet from uh, Dr. Lauren McIntyre <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Nodding Off on Twitter. Yeah. I say I've got I say we got a tweet, we've got three. Um, but they're all they're all related. Yeah, they're linked. Um, so she was catching up with some back episodes, specifically episode eighteen, Saw Six. Yes. Where obviously we there's um uh, some speculation in there about uh, the wider health implications of gum disease yeah if i remember correctly um a character has refused cover on the grounds of previously having had gum disease yes that's which correct. has then kind of moved on through his however the hell it does it through Is his it... body and contributed to heart disease yes right um so i think I, I think that on the on the episode i think that we both said oh that kind of we're not sure about that but also kind of said that neither of us have the knowledge to say whether or not that's right or wrong well Lauren a does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm appointing Lauren medical consultant for the show now. I think that's quite a good thing to do, actually. If there's ever anything where we're like, I don't believe that that would happen. Yeah, that then that's... we can uh, reach out to Lauren and hopefully come back with an answer based on real 
medical fact. Yeah, I think so. I quite yeah. like that. I think that like uh, the so, medical medical accuracy consultant. Yeah. So whether Lauren likes it or not, that's what she's doing. Yeah, we're probably gonna be pestering her with some questions uh, now, which uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. <laughs> um, but well, she does. Yeah. But Lauren got in touch and she said, "Listen to Strong Violent PC episode 18 on the way to work today." In regards to the uh, gum slash heart disease thing, historically it has been thought that the former can cause the latter due to bacteria from gum infection getting into the bloodstream, causing damage to blood vessels. Over time, micro damage to the blood vessels in the heart accumulates, leading to heart disease and even strokes. However, a recent study examining this potential connection found that while there's a correlation between tooth loss and heart disease, dental disease was not actually found to be causal. This is especially true when considering whether or not people smoke and also age. But to be honest, this is only one study and follow-up research is required. And uh, she's helpfully posted a link to um, a Harvard study on the mm-hmm. effects of gum disease. Well, so a uh, big thank you to Lauren. That is, uh, that is some, of the most, uh, some of the most intelligent and factually sound <laughs> contributions I've ever had. Yeah, far too highbrow for a, a, a podcast of this... <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> certainly elevating the material. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, I've got one more thing here. Got lo- buying an LV. Laura getting in touch just to say, uh, "Bravo, gents. Sheffield sounds great." But loving your talk was Soho horror. Obviously, we did a bonus sode from Sheffield with Mitch Harrod, who's the head programmer at the Soho Horror Film Festival. Yeah, which is um just a couple of weeks away now. Couple Tenth of weeks away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Laura's just saying, think I have to crack on with my trans horror ideas. It's so good to be able to include stuff. Stay tuned. Absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely um, agree. Crack on. And a very and yeah, like a really cool idea. Like obviously programming an LGBT shorts block. Yeah, absolutely. A very yeah. cool thing. And also, actually, just rounding off my feedback, um, James Plum at Mad Science Films got in touch about the Soho episode also. Yeah. And uh, he said, great call on Lose, uh, favorite film at Fractured Visions Film Festival this year. So uh, yeah, Lose, um, Mitch's program that one yeah. for the Saturday, I believe. And uh, yeah, just saying that that's a great one. And I think that that's one that Mitch is particularly enthusiastic about as well. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're on the subject of Mad Science Films, James Plum, uh, James reached out to me to let me know that, and everyone else presumably just give a little shout out to the fact that the world premiere of his new film, Little Monster, um, will be taking place on Sunday the 11th of November at 7pm at the Cardiff Tramshed Cinema in association with Fractured Visions. Ah, yeah, okay, so cool. So there'll be a cast and crew Q&A and all that stuff going on there. So, nice. uh, yeah, if you've, if you've seen what James has done before or if you're in the least bit interested in... And checking it out, then yeah, seven p.m. on the eleventh of November at the tram shed. Yeah, get yourself along, uh, support this kind of thing, definitely, yeah, absolutely. Um, before... And all the best, James. Yes, yeah, yeah all, all the best. best. Good luck. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for my screen. <laughs> um, before we move on to the next thing, I want to ask you very quickly: uh, What are your Halloween plans? Well, Halloween is my birthday. Well, of course. Yeah, it's all really dependent on my uh, throat situation, your physical right condition, now, because I feel quite poorly. Um, and I'm, I'm aware that Halloween is only three days away at the time of recording this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to see how I get on and take it from there. But in terms of actual Halloween plans, not much. Um, doesn't really extend much further than watching horror movies and maybe playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption 2. Fair, yeah. fair. All uh, sound. Which is yeah. sensational, by the way. Ah, okay. Uh, and you? Yeah, um, I just today I booked this up. So, um, an Everyman Cinema mm-hmm. just opened in Glasgow. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This past weekend. I think there's a whole load of these in England, but this is the first Scottish mm-hmm. one. Um, so I'm heading there on Wednesday, just to, partially just to kind of scope the place out because I'm curious because uh, it sounds and looks pretty cool. Yeah. But also they are showing a preview of Suspiria. Ah, yeah, Luca Guadagnino Suspiria. Oh, yeah, someone's not, been practicing that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not 
not the original. No, no, it's a preview of the new Suspiria. So as uh, frequent listeners to the show will know, I've been looking forward to that one for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, all over it. I'm going to get myself along to that. So I'll hopefully be able to, in a spoiler-free manner, talk about that a little bit uh, next week. Yeah, I look forward to that. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. And I think that that's actually happening nationwide. Oh really? Yeah, Everyman locations. Yeah, right. I believe so. Okay. So uh, worth checking out if you're curious about that one. Yeah. As a lot of people. And that's are. at just at Everyman Cinemas. I believe so. Yeah, I think I think Curzon, uh, Curzon Cinemas have a, a couple of them have it as well. Right. Some people talking about Sheffield. Have right. It. Okay. So that concludes the feedback, and I guess uh, just talking about a couple of upcoming events and things. <laughs> um, uh, and don't forget, if you do, uh, if you have any events or any screenings, or anything like that, you want us to talk about. Uh, get in touch through all yeah, the usual channels. Know. Yeah, yeah we'll, have, we'll have we'll a look. Give it a little shout out. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. However. Again, uh, if you want to... It's Mitch's Pitches. It's Mitch's Pitches. We are back doing this again. I mean, I mean, how many have you done in the last week? Three? Four? Three? I, I, think, I think three, yeah. So, yeah, Mitch's Pitches, you must know. You must know what Mitch's Pitches is by now. I think you should still explain it. Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. And it was exploited heartily. At the live show. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Andy sends me a picture um, of a poster from a horror film from years gone by, having photoshopped out the title, taglines, all identifying text. Basically, all that's there is the central image from the poster. I'll describe it to the best of my ability and try to give it a synopsis and a title. And we will, of course, also post the picture to social media channels so you can play along. Yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. It's on its way now. Right. You should have it. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's a fair amount happening in here. What what is this? Okay. <laughs> right. You're gonna need to spin the screen round. I'm gonna zoom in and sp- this is a lot going on. Spin, zoom, all sorts here, yeah. Um Right, okay. Let's see. Jesus Christ man, you don't make it easy for me, do you? Nope. Okay, so where to begin? It looks like again that the kind of frame for this is another body of water. Okay, right. are you looking at the same images? Like right at the bottom, you know, like at the bottom of the screen. Oh, lo- right, yeah, right, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. Looks okay. like a, bo- a body of water and what appears to be like kind of like, like maybe like a rock face in the background. Right, okay. Um, okay. But I don't want to get too bogged down on this. To the right, to the far right in the image, a kind of uh, a kind of like goblin looking guy <laughs> is uh, <laughs> lurking and looking on. and uh, He looks quite malevolent. Yeah, and he's gesticulating with his left hand. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the left side of the photo, um, well, where to begin? Okay, so clockwise from the top. <laughs> right, okay. Well, so there's a woman at the top. Um, what? What is that? What, is, it, is, it, is, is that a bolt of lightning coming from her finger? Is it? It looks like it. It looks like it looks like some sort of uh, like a bolt of lightning or something similar to that. Um, which is shooting up over her head, like arching back over her back. <laughs> Moving around again, like I say, clockwise on the top, we have a... I think you should spend a little bit more time describing this character. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, so um, she's, uh, it looks like fingerless, like the... She's wearing fingerless gloves. Right. Um, Which are look like they're leather and kind of studded. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's uh, quite a lot of kind of leather and chains going on here. <laughs> um, Mostly across the, uh, across the right arm. <laughs> kind of like a very heavily tooled up with that kind of thing <laughs> and uh 
Yeah, there's kind of like a little bit of an 80s glam rock aesthetic going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Agreed, agreed. That's how I would. Agreed. Um, and large earrings, but my zoom is not giving me enough. Uh, I couldn't speculate as to what they actually are. Right, I, I'm, I'm zoomed in quite tight, and I don't think I could tell you either. Okay, right. But it's enough to say that they're large, uh, very 80s style earrings. Okay, so um, carrying on, carrying on round, we have uh, a pensive-looking young man. <laughs> uh, in a blue shirt with a kind of fairly 80s hairstyle quite long right yeah in weirdly that appears to be like kind of a very realistic kind of i can't tell if that's something actually for it looks like it's actually from the film or kind of like a very like a very realistic artistic depiction right next to him there's a much less realistic <laughs> depiction of an orange-faced woman <laughs> She's uh, pretty smoothed out and expressionless. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's very strange. Um, then next to her, we have just it looks like it's a priest. <laughs> um, but he's kind of warped into the he's kind of like very much warped into the body of the picture. This is this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a priest, but he's kind of like he's he's at a jointy angle. Is it like he's 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 like forty five degrees off? Uh-huh. and kind of looking on can't comment on hair or anything like that because it's all kind of blending into the background <laughs> there's some kind of like serpent thing next to him uh that looks pretty fearsome kind of a, 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 like a little bit a little bit snake fisty right yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh they, there's, yeah that's looking pretty uh, looking pretty pissed off and then yeah completing the circuit we have um a scantily clad woman yeah and that is your lot yeah, well, yeah, I mean... There's... And it would fucking need to be. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, so I'm panning back out and looking at the whole picture. And, wow. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> okay. This is, I would say, the, uh, this is this is like the Everest of Mitch's pitches. <laughs> so far. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm like, so I'm gonna explain why I'm going for this, why I'm going for what I'm doing, right? Right. Okay. This so is, this is unheard of. So this I'm is fa- an interesting new twist. So I'm factoring in the troll. Right. Right. The fact that, like I say, I'm convinced. The troll has now become uh, the goblin has now become a troll. That's true. I don't want to get too hung up in semantics there. Right, sure. Um, but yeah, um, I'm gonna factor in the fact that, like I say, I think that the background of the image is a body of water. Right. And the fact that the scantily clad woman's bra is black. Okay. Right. <laughs> And um, it looks kind of like shiny, and also there's a lot of leather and studs going on with the kind of main person in the image, right? So I'm gonna go in with that as kind of tying in with an '80s perception of kind of dark stuff, Satan's like like satanic stuff, sure. things like yeah, that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that, right, and but also because the other characters in there were a priest and two kind of more plain-looking people. Sure. Okay. So my logline for this. Is a church retreat to a tranquil seaside condo turns sour when an encounter with a reclusive troll results in the summoning of a ragtag gang of hedonistic demons. <laughs> and I am going to give that the title Sun, Sea, Sand, and Satan. <laughs> From, fuck it, 1991. <laughs> wow, wow, okay. Sun, Sea, Sand, and Satan. Uh, interesting double bill alongside uh, Sonny with a chance at death. <laughs> No, you're wrong. Outrageous. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay. The woman 
on the poster, the leather-clad woman yeah. on the poster, is in fact a leather-clad man. Oh, dear. Yeah. So right away, you're off on the wrong foot. Misfire? Yeah, misfire. Um, so <laughs> That's the earliest and most fundamentally I've ever got anything wrong, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I can, well, I can understand why you've done that. Right, okay, But thanks. let me tell you what the film is. On you go. Okay, so we're going back to 1986. Okay. And it's Charles Martin Smith's Trick or Treat. Okay. Yeah, so very timely. Yeah. Very much uh, for the, the kind of season for v- where we're at. Very much uniquely unguessable. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would never have got that for that image, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, do you want to know what Trick or Treat's about? Oh, of course. Right, so uh, features appearances by uh, Mr. Ozzy Osbourne. Nice. And uh, Mr. Gene Simmons. Right. A Trick or Treat is the story of a bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol, Sammy Kerr. But as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from oh. beyond the groove. That sounds amazing. Yeah, trick or treat. Yeah, is it good? Uh, it's okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, very, very 80s. Okay. And very hair metal. So, uh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, a uniquely disastrous Mitch's Pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Such as we've come to expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so next up, I guess, um, podcast recommendation. Yeah, and it's yourself. Yeah, now, I am going to bend the rules with this a little bit. Oh, hang on. Um, but but I'm going to go with it because it's timely. Right, okay. So I've spoken about the No Sleep podcast before. Mm-hmm. I have just listened on the way ho- on the way down here, because I was away this weekend. On the way back, uh, I was listening to their Halloween episode, which right, came okay. out today. Right. It's two and a half hours long, oh, um, okay. and it is an anthology. Right, and it's so it's it's, it's tied together. Yeah, there's right. a there's a wraparound, right. okay. and and it's it's so it's pretty far removed from their usual format, and the wraparound is really cool. It's basically it's it's a guy who's been on death row for a really long time, mm-hmm. talking to like a prison psychiatrist, and he's describing dreams. All right, okay. And there's six segments, and they are to a really really high standard, and the wraparound is brilliant. Like, I was really, really impressed with this. I'm quite a fan of the show anyway. Yeah, I know that. But um, I do want to just flag up. If, like, if you've never tried it before, it's maybe a good place to start. The uh, So the No Sleep Podcast Halloween episode, I'm going to just recommend that one particular episode there because it's so good. Right, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm um, not like you to be suggesting a kind of horror fiction podcast, yeah. but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah, very, very much going off-brand with that. Yeah, wonders will never cease. Yeah, um, <laughs> but oh, that's, that's superb. Yeah, cool. Well uh, then. Uh, which leads us on to this week. This week, and uh, we do have a guest. Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, yep, and doing a little bit of pod hopping. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. And actually, kind of um, returning the favor because um, I also appeared in his. So uh, just a couple of weeks ago, talking about fright fest. So we do have joining us this week one of the co-hosts of uh, the Little Pod of Horrors, mm-hmm. uh, Boz Bozier alone. Yay! Yes. Yes, indeed. And he's coming out with a film that I absolutely love. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and it's been a little while since... I I know we've done a couple of Halloween films on here. We've done the odd sequel here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we are back in sequel territory this time. Okay. And harking back to episode one... Oh, Friday the 13th Part 5? Yeah, this is the first Friday the 13th film that we've done since Friday the 13th Part 5. So it's six months to a week, I believe. Six months to a week, yeah. Yeah. just, Just about, yeah. It's 2001. It's Jim Isaacs. Jason X. Yeah. Hey. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It's Kane Hodder's in the suit. David Cronenberg's in it. Ah, oh, it's all fucking... Oh. 
here we go. We're in space. Yes, we're back in space. Yay. Once again, we're in space. We spent so much time in space the last few weeks on this podcast. We're spaced off. Yeah, we're racking them up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, join us this week for that. Uh, Boz of the Little Pod of Horrors joins us to talk Jason X. Yeah, and I've just noticed that Jason X has what I can only call a pretty uncharitable 4.4 4 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Fits the profile, man. <laughs> So yeah, it's Boz and it's Jason X, and if you want to get in touch about anything, but specifically with some thoughts and comments on that film, uh, you can do that. Facebook and Instagram, we're Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC, and you can also email us at stronglanguagevioentscenes at gmail.com. Yep, and if you don't know by now, you can pretty much listen to us anywhere you get podcasts, but our favourites are Spotify and iTunes. And if you do listen on iTunes, don't forget to like and rate and review. And of course, over and above anything else, thanks to Podbean for hosting us. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back Friday, 8 a.m. BST. Yeah. And if you don't hear from us before then, have a happy Halloween. Have a spooky time. <laughs> wow. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.